While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. So let's get into it. It's November 22nd, 59 years ago, Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas. Marcus, I don't have a story where I was because I didn't exist yet. I didn't exist either. Right. Um, the only way you know where you were when was, well, two. Uh, one was 9-11. I think the other Boston bombing I remember very vividly, too. The Boston Marathon bombing. I remember where I was when Reagan got shot. Mm. Um, I was in fourth grade. We were getting ready to play uh, uh, floor hockey. Yeah. And we were lined up under the speaker as we waited to find out if the president had died. But anyway. Um, hey, Gazelle, what's going hey, on? Hey, what's up, man? Show. Right huh? We're yeah, on we're on the air. All right, well, I love you. <laughs> you too, man. Have a good one. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, man. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. you? Fucking That's Gazelle, everybody. That's Gazelle. And that's, um, so. I lived, Gazelle. <laughs> he hasn't seen me since I lived. Oh, he hasn't? <laughs> no. I haven't. No. I'm a little more so. I gotta go. All right, All right see you later, buddy. See ya. Thanks. So, um... So... so, so yeah, right. The, the, uh, so, uh... So, uh, here's what I... My mother my mother and father each had their stories, right? Where they mm -hmm. were. I don't think... I think your mother's too young, right? You know what's funny? So, my mother at the time was very, very young. Like, yes. a adolescent young. And she she remembered, uh, she vividly remembered my grandmother crying. Right. My dad was a little bit older. He remembers because my, my dad, my dad was, grew up in a very strong Catholic family. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother actually, when my grandmother passed. What happened to you? Yeah. When my grandmother passed, <laughs> right. I know when my grandmother passed, uh, I got a, a whole stack of books, old books on the uh, Kennedys to include like a 1947 version of why, why England slept. Which was really? pretty cool. Yeah, I have that on my bookshelf. That's awesome. Yeah, would, my, Why England Slept is a book that Kennedy wrote, or maybe didn't write, when uh, when he was at the London School of Economics when he was like 22 years old, because right. uh, his dad was ambassador to um, to the UK. So anyway, um, you know, there's a lot that to be said about the Kennedy assassination, um, and you know, I think like one of those things. It, a lot of people have theories. Um, yes. You know, it was Castro. It was. Some people say it was the mafia. It was the CIA, right? And except for the Castro part, in terms of like it was it the CIA, was it the mafia, was it, you know, 
uh, big oil or U.S. steel. Uh, I think if you're going to talk about that, I think, you know, organized crime, the CIA, business interests, I think a lot of people are, understand them as like woven into the grand tapestry of like who runs, actually runs stuff in this country, particularly like diplomatic stuff. So if you're going to talk about all those things, I think isolating them and saying they're insular was one of those things. I think you could actually argue that it could have been a collection of those things because JFK really ticked all of those people off towards the end of his life and presidency. So my my feeling on the assassination is that it goes down to the literal event, which is that a lot of people, they say Lyndon Johnson was behind the assassination and had various allies. George okay, Bush. Right. So Dan Rather literally accused George Bush. Yeah. George H.W. Bush. Mm -hmm. he, he wrote an endorsement of a book by a New York Times reporter who claimed that George H.W. Bush was involved in the Family of Secrets. Yep. Yes. Um, can you imagine that Dan Rather is still allowed to exist in polite public after accusing a former president of murdering another president? Well, what the book has said is at the time... George, because George W. Bush was tapped for the CIA, H.W. Uh, Bush was tapped for the CIA in 1976 by Gerald Ford, yes, right? To be the head and at of the, yep. yep, to be the head of the CIA. And at the time, people said, he's got no experience in the CIA. He was a congressman for a while. He was a twice Senate candidate that, that wasn't successful. Um, you know, he was a veteran, but he didn't have the experience that you'd need. So what the what the allegations basically are is that he was working for the CIA and of course he was an oil uh, an, uh, oil he ran an international oil drilling company at the time is that uh, he was he's been working for the CIA for quite a while his family is close with the Dulles brothers um, uh, Alan Dulles was fired by Kennedy uh, as director of the CIA uh, based on the Bay of Pig stuff and what they're saying is there was actually memos and communications between George Bush and the CIA regarding threats on president uh, on President Kennedy's life. One of which they said was it was um, uh, addressed to a George Bush, but they said it was a different George right, Bush. Right, different George Bush. Yeah, yeah, but that George Bush from the uh, the counterpoint is someone who was more of an administrative assistant than someone who could actually have access to an interagency memo, which you need a very high level of clearance for. So that is the the theory behind George Bush having some involvement. Plus, George Bush obviously had a stake in the interest that Kennedy was combating while he was president, which is which is oil, and the Dulles brothers. So. What I always find interesting about the Kennedy piece with the oil is they have a ton of oil interests, the Kennedy family. Yeah. Right. Um, as far as the Vietnam issue goes, John Kennedy got us into Vietnam. Yeah, so... Eisenhower basically refused to go to Vietnam. He had some people there. Truman had some people there. But it was Kennedy that really stepped up the anti-communist escalation in Vietnam. But McNamara, I think, said that there was a plan to um, withdraw. He, on October 2nd, he authorized a plan with McNamara to withdraw 100,000 troops uh, starting at the, end of, uh, at the end of that year. And then uh, everybody out by 1965... And McNamara is saying this against interest because he was one of the architects of that uh, entire, you know, involvement in Vietnam. He was saying he made a huge mistake, and he's he's basically testifying against interest on that. So you had Bobby Kennedy, who was against Castro big time, and yes. really was, in many ways, the driving force of JFK's administration. Mm -hmm. um, 
And he never would have gone back on the anti-communism plan at that point. He later had some different feelings as he yeah. attempted to, to compete for the political um, endorsement of the Democrat Party. But when it comes down to Johnson, here's the one thing that, and again, I'm open to everyone's theories on this. Johnson was in the car. Yeah. When the bullets were flying. Now, Johnson had been in combat. He'd been shot at by the Japanese. Yeah. He understands when you... And he understood, like everybody back then, how guns worked. You had all the people in that car. Some of them also were combat veterans. The idea that you would be involved in the assassination of someone and sit in the same car with them as it rolled down the road is ridiculous. Okay? Only pe- and, I, and it, it bothers me that Oliver Stone would, would proposition that because he's a combat veteran. Oliver Stone was in Vietnam. He understands how unpredictable the bullet is once it leaves the gun. Particularly how difficult it is to hit a moving target, okay, yeah. from a sniper's le- rest. You know, one of the problems with the JFK movie, which I think is a good movie, is they call oh, it's a turkey shoot. They make it like yeah. it would have been no big deal. I don't was, think so. I, know, I thought the governor of Texas was in the car. He was, Conley. But Johnson was in the car too, or was he in the car behind him? He was, he was in the field of car. He was in the cars. So what I'm saying he was in the he was in the motorcade, which would have which was downrange, yes. which would have put him at risk. Okay, Absolutely, so I just yeah. wanted to clarify yeah. that he wasn't literally in the car, right. but he was in the motorcade. Right, and they and they always a lot of people say, well, Conley was there, and Conley was a governor, and he was close to the Cabell brothers, yeah. chief of police, and of course Cabell was deputy uh, director of the CIA, who had been fired by uh you know um, by by uh, Kennedy, so. But I don't think Lyndon Johnson, whatever you want to think of him, would be in the motorcade that's downrange, right, with the, from the gunman. Yeah, the the argument, I guess, for uh, for Lyndon Johnson is, you know, a couple things. What's well, obvious? The obvious one is he's president. Obvious. The other one is, like I said, the he he got tapped because Kennedy needed Texas. And Johnson, you don't get to be senator of Texas, obviously, without being in, uh, having a lot of interest in the business that's there, right? right? And so, you know, Kennedy, obviously, he had passed some uh, act that uh, it was called the Kennedy Act that had uh, cut down on oil's uh, foreign investments and lost them a lot of money and wanted to get rid of a a tax uh, break that would have cost them about $300 million, which in the 60s was big. Right. So with Johnson, you get whatever you get everything you want. But that doesn't necessarily mean, even if that were true, that Lyndon Johnson himself would put himself in the line of fire uh, just for the chance of helping those guys and being president. Right. And also, Johnson did have some legitimate legal problems. And there was comp- yeah. talk of kicking him off the ticket. Yeah. And the Kennedys did not like him. They did make fun of him. They called him Uncle Cornpo. They were pretty mean to him. Bobby Kennedy embarrassed him in oh, front yeah. of a lot of people oh, very, yeah. very famously. Yeah. So. There was no love loss there, but that's a far cry from murder. I agree. Right? I, yeah, no, I agree. And the fact that he would be downrange yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Right. That that I think right then and there, if you if you think that a guy who's capable of doing that stuff, I'm not saying Lyndon Johnson by any means wasn't capable of overthrowing the president in some other way. He definitely accelerated the Vietnam War. Oh, he definitely did. He definitely did. He wasn't going to lose it the way they lost China. That was his big thing. Right. He remembered what happened to Truman. Yeah. Right. Um, Economic interests aside, which I'm not not, not discounting that, but I'm just saying that he... uh, he had seen what happened to Truman when they lost China. In fact, Kennedy was one of the guys that made a big deal about losing China. Right. But I don't think that... I just think that 
the idea that Lyndon Johnson would be downrange yeah. from an assassination seems to me that you would find a way to get yourself out of that car if you were going to do it. Right. Right. Get yourself out of downrange. And considering all the controversy of how that bullet trajectory actually went, I don't think he would have had a heck of a lot of confidence in right. um, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald's shot. Let's go back. Let's go to the phones. 508-996-0500 if you want to weigh in. We'll also take messages on the app chat. Good evening. Yes, good evening, Marcus. Big Al, what's up? Chris is there. Hey, yeah. Big Al. Hey, I, I'm going to have to agree with Tom Kennedy as far as that methadone clinic goes. Okay, sure. And Hicks, Hicks in the Logan area. Yeah, yeah. It's a great, a great idea, and I'm all, I'm all for it, and I'm on board with it. Downtown is not the place for it whatsoever. So, so um, uh, do we agree with you? Uh, and I think we'll. I think a lot of the. Uh, I think basically the city government agrees, and I think they'll come to a resolution where that methadone clinic gets put somewhere else. But Big Al, what do you think about the Kennedy assassination? Well, I want to tell you, I was not too thrilled about it. <laughs> you in America? <laughs> yeah. I was a very young kid when that happened. And even when that happened, I was still very upset about it. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I, I still believe to this day Lee Harvey Oswald was behind the shooting. But I believe he was not alone. I agree with you that it was a bigger, it was probably more people involved. Yes, by all means. And Chris. Keep up the good work. Thanks, brother. I love, I, I, let me uh, rephrase this. I like hearing you because you are a very talented and smart individual, just like Marcus. Thank you. you appreciate that. Like, you two are like two peeds in the pod. You know, I discovered him, though. Let's, let's, he let's did. Not, let's not forget that. <laughs> Thanks, Big Al. You're a gentleman. Thank you, Big Al. We're, we got to take yep. this break, but we appreciate you calling in. You're welcome. We're going to take a break. I see some calls on the line. We'll be right back. And you at 508-996-0500. We've been talking about the Kennedy assassination, if people have any theories behind it. And uh, let's go to the phones. Good evening. Yeah, good evening. How are you, gentlemen? Good. How are you? Well, how are you? Uh, great. Uh <laughs> You're right up my alley with the Kennedy assassination. I've probably read seven or eight books, many documentaries, and President Johnson was two cars in back of the presidential limousine. Okay. Yes. Okay, because in back of the presidential limousine was the Secret Service with Clint Hill, who famously jumped on the back of the limousine to protect Jacqueline Kennedy. Right. Yes. And in back of that car was the vice presidential car. Now, there was a book out. I'm going to see if memory serves me. It was called Mortal Error. I Go ahead. And this was written by a ballistics expert, uh, one of the CBS, ABC, NBC. They hired because there was a lot of question if someone could fire three shots from uh, the rifle. It was an Italian rifle. Yeah, the car... Um Carling, uh, yeah, yeah, Mancano, Mancano Carano. Yes. yes. And this gunsmith, ballistic expert, 
was one of only two people that could fire three shots fairly accurately. The gist of the book Mortal Era says that a Secret Service agent yes. with an AR-15 mistakenly picked up the rifle. Now, the cover of I'm the book... I'm familiar with this story, too. Yeah, the cover of the book shows the Secret Service car right in back of the presidential limousine. And the theory was that he grabbed this AR-15, M-16, whatever it was, because it was a fully jacketed bullet. And... Shot the when president. the car lunged forward, yep. the Secret Service car, he accidentally hit the trigger because there was a round in the chamber. Yep, right. I've uh, heard that. It's a great book. Like I said, I've I've read everything and seen every documentary about the Kennedy assassination. And by the way, I was 11 years old. 11. Wow. At Holy Name School, uh, the former... Kenyon Campbell Business School on Linden and County Street. Right, right. And it was a Catholic school. The principal came in and spoke to my, the nun who was my sixth grade teacher. And they both started crying and they asked us to pray for our president. He has been shot. Phew. Jeez. So it's very vivid, this whole thing. Ah. But I suggest anybody that is vaguely interested to read the book Mortal Error because everything I've read, I've seen the JFK movie with uh, Ferris, the guy with no eyebrows. Right, 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 yes, yes. And all of that stuff, you know, it was a thing. And another thing, famously, Lee Harvey Oswald kept on saying, I'm a patsy. Right. He did fire the first shot, and it actually hit supposedly near the presidential limousine because the uh, Lincoln Continental had a broken windshield from a bullet fragment. And people talk about the magic bullet. Right. They don't realize that the presidential limousine had jump seats where, which were inboard from the door, the side of the vehicle. And the bullet that Oswald fired, the second shot, that Kennedy went to grab his throat and said, my God, I've been hit. Right, yeah. The bullet was a straight line from Kennedy's throat into Conley, who was turning backwards, into Conley's shoulder and into his wrist. So, yeah, like I said, this is a subject. You you know, you know I, yeah, the ballistics of it's very interesting. So, uh, on the theory of the Secret Service agent, that is probably one of the most plausible theories, right? Mm -hmm. That the guy... In my opinion. I, I really is. Now, yeah. the... Um, the fact that it doesn't matter what kind of rifle it was, but just the fact because the AF-15's got a lot of bad publicity. And then the rest but, of it was basically damage control. Like, oh God, what are we going to do? Right. Let's get the uh, let's get this guy Jack Ruby to well, <laughs> to I don't clip know. So, Harvey Oswald. So the so the Jack Ruby piece is um is very interesting and very hard to explain, except that they say well he was just a a big fan and he and he, he freaked out and he shot the guy who shot Oswald who shot the president. Um, well, I've also seen one documentary where he had his two dogs in the car with him. Ruby? Now, who goes to kill somebody and brings their dogs with them? 
So Jack, Jack Ruby, by the way, was uh, a nightclub owner right. in right. in Dallas. Yep, and he he's he's the one who shot Lee Harvey Oswald point blank Correct. in front of everybody. Um, right. It's worth noting with Ruby that he this is kind of maybe plays in the organized crime thing. He went to Meyer Lansky's casino in Havana, Cuba, yeah. in 1959 um, for one reason or another. Uh, but <laughs> no, I believe it was Giancani. Sam Giancani. I thought it was Meyer Lansky's. To tie him up with. Yeah, I think it was. I think it, I thought it was Meyer Lansky's casino, the 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 Tropicana, the the one in, in Havana, because there was a lot of organized crime interest in Cuba. Oh, yeah. Yes, that was. Um, yeah, Carlos Marcelo was there. Yeah. Um, the yep. uh, the 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 um, the piece with the Secret Service agent, just to get back to firing the bullet. Oh yeah, yeah. Really, when you start to look at what's possible to have happened, okay. Uh huh. It seems the most plausible. Yeah. I totally understand, right? Mm -hmm. The guy, as you said, the, the, the car lunged forward after Oswald fired a bullet, and the mm -hmm. gun went off, and he yeah. accidentally killed he had the president. finger on a trigger, and the momentum fired the shot, which blew Kennedy's head off. If you've yeah. ever been you around know, a gun, you can understand that could happen. I've been around guns my whole life. Right? So you can <laughs> see, you know, mistakes happen. We've all had them. We've all done something like that, obviously, without the same consequences. And you can see how, <laughs> the the, how they have to make that story change. Yeah. There, there was, like I said, there, in my opinion, I, out of all the books, the six or seven books I read, the documentaries, Mortal Era, I believe his name was Donahue. He was a ballistics expert, a gunsmith. His qualifications were beyond reproach. And he was fascinated by the Kennedy assassination. I believe the book came out, I want to say, 68, 69, okay. somewhere in there. And I, I read it. It was great. And like I said, there was one picture that showed the limousine heading to Parkland Hospital. And you can see the rifle clearly being held by a Secret Service agent. I want to say his name was Hinkley. Uh, <laughs> I think you that's the guy who Hinkley? shot Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> John Hinckley's the guy who shot Reagan. You might be getting your wires crossed on that, but it could All be. Right. Yeah, could be. The um, but it really takes all of the other part. It, it makes all the rest of it disappear, right? Yeah, and it mm. it makes the most sense. I mean, it really makes the most more more sense to me than. A giant conspiracy within the government it's the to most, murder the president. It's, it's it's oddly the most comforting theory. Yes, I think it's the right. That's way to the put way, it, right way right? to put it. It's oddly and, the most comforting comforting theory. One more quick point, gentlemen, sure. if I may. Sure. Uh, in the motorcade, there was I don't know a senator. His name was Yarborough. Yep, he was Senator Yarborough. Hunter. Yes, yeah. Senator Yarborough. Senator yeah, Yarborough. He's a Texas Yarborough, Democrat. Yep. And he stated to this. Donahue, he was an avid hunter, and he smelt gunpowder. Now, six stories up at the Texas Book Depository, you're not going to smell you're not going to smell gunpowder right. no, at you ground wouldn't. level. Right. And he testified to the Warren Commission. He smelt gunpowder, and he was, I believe, in back of Lyndon Johnson's car. Right. So it's. It's a great book to read if you're fascinated by the Kennedy assassination. We, we, hey, listen, man, we appreciate the call. We've got to take this break, but great Thank call. You. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Have a great night, guys. Have a good Bye. Thanksgiving. Thank you. Hey, there's a bunch of calls on the line. We see them. We're going to get to them once we take this break. 
1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. You wash your hands. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Welcome back. We're, we're talking... Oh, is that my headphones? Is there uh, feedback? I didn't hear any, no. Okay. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. I'm 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Um, we're talking about the Kennedy assassination. We're talking about the Kennedy assassination. We've been talking a lot about the, the you know... The sort of the theories behind it, the conspiracies behind it. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Good evening, guys. Hey, how are you doing? I'm going to have to talk very rapidly, okay? Sure. I give sure. my theory, okay? Okay. My theory is that uh, with the election of John Kennedy in 1960, that was highly determined by Chicago and Mayor Daley. And, yeah, uh, Sam Gene It was Connor. a close election. Okay, yes, M.G. and Khan had some connection in there, too. Mm -hmm. uh, the mob helped them get elected with, I believe, some money from uh, Joe Kennedy, the old man. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Bobby Kennedy becomes uh, the, uh, the attorney general, and he goes after the mob. Right. The mob didn't take that too nicely. Right. Yeah. Now, at the same time, there were interests that were lost in Cuba, which I think they thought they were going to get back if we took uh, Cuba with right. the Bay of Pigs, which we didn't. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so, consequently, the mob had a reason, the whole country. Uh, Carlos Traficante, uh, Carlos Marcelo, uh, Sam, uh, Sam Traficante, Carlos Marcelo, Sam Giancana. I believe they were, looked at the Kennedy uh, administration as a, a problem, unappreciative for helping them and getting them elected. And so uh, you get a guy like Jack Ruby who had connections with the mob because he owned the uh, downtown Dallas uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, nightclub? Uh, yeah, right. club, yep. And uh, the cops knew uh, Ruby very well. Uh, so when it came time, uh, they all conspired to try to get them going. I believe uh, Lee Avi Oswald had some connections with that, too. And I believe it was a number of people that killed, uh, had, was there to kill Kennedy. Uh, and... Uh, Basically, it was retribution for not liberating Cuba and getting their uh, their uh, casinos back, and also uh, the the fact that they helped Kennedy get elected and Bobby Kennedy didn't let up. Well, well that's the the um, yeah. So just for context, Illinois was a very close in yep. the presidential election, yep. like razor Cook thin. Cook County, I think. Cook County is where Chicago is, yep. and the uh, the theory, the prevailing theory, is that they were basically counting dead bodies as votes. Um, like and, and West, votes. West Virginia, which was a very mobbed up state at the time. Yeah, yeah. and so and so yeah, um, Kennedy famously campaigned yeah, in West yeah, Virginia. Now you might say, well, why did uh, Ruby go down there? Whether he had dogs or not, I don't know. But I know uh, when he did shoot. Uh, I leave Harvey Oswald, one of the police officers, knew who he was and said, Jack, you son of a bitch. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, so, yes. I hope you'll get your trouble with the FCC. No, it's fine. We're good you know, but, uh, and so, consequently, that's how we got down there. He knew all the cops. The cops would stop and drink at his place. Why would a guy do that uh, and put himself in line of a problem like that? Hey, uh, you know, uh, maybe they would threaten uh, his family, uh, sisters, brothers that he might have. And so he would take that on. Sometimes you can get people to do things uh, to save their family. And well, I also think he had the idea you'd be a national hero. Well, it could be, but that could be part of the mythology. I think it was right. more his connections with the, uh, with the uh, organized crime. Johnson, I think he tried to uh, come up with an answer as soon as he could to quell and quiet the country. Yes. Some people were saying that Russia had something to do with it. I don't think they did. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, I again, uh, that's basically my theory as far as the shooting. There was a, a program that came on the Biography Channel years ago, "The Men Who Killed Kennedy." I saw it. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, excellent. And again, you, you leave out the grassy knoll. Uh, there's a blow up in that picture there where they show the grassy knoll. There's a guy with a police uniform on and a badge, and he's got the gun there. If you notice at the very end of the Zapruder film, okay, yeah. you slow it down a lot. There's a guy that's in the bushes there, and I guess it's that guy there, and it shows him moving down and back out, down and back out, okay? The thing that should have been done by the History Channel a long time ago is get all the people who think it was Jack Ruby alone and put him on one side, all the experts, right. <laughs> yeah. and get all the other people who think, no, there was some sort of conspiracy. Maybe they think, like me, it was mob-inspired, okay, because of the losses and Bobby Kennedy still going after him, not letting up after they, they got him the election, right. okay, uh, and, and let him go at it one-on-one, -on -one, a debate. You know, back and forth, you know, cultured and everything, not yelling and screaming and everything, and see what you come up with. And that uh, program, uh, The uh, Men Who Killed Kennedy, there was a guy who was standing next to Zapruder, okay, who was shooting the film because it's right in back of Zapruder that you get the grass. You know, you know who Zapruder is, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. 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 He, had the home, he had the home video exactly. and that showed the whole okay. thing. Yeah, and showed they, shot. they showed him, uh, you know, the, the picture of the blown up. Uh, you know, police officer with a rifle, at, you know, uh, shot from across the street. Okay, not part of the Zapruder film, which is you get, you get it from the backside from the grass, you know. And as as, uh, as Zapruder pans, and the guy who was standing next to Zapruder he, in that uh, program, he started to go. Yeah. <laughs> he started to get all choked up because he had heard the shots in back of him. Uh, so there was another film about uh, the Kennedy assassination. Executive action. Yes, executive action. Yes, okay. With, with Burt Lancaster. Burt Lancaster, yeah, and Will Greer. Okay, yep. <laughs> Burt Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, and that dealt with it far before, uh, you know, uh, Oliver Stone and JFK and all that stuff and, and, and everything. But I, again, that's my theory. You know, you could go on this for hours. Oh, and yeah. Hours well, and we hours. could, and we probably and again, will at some point. Kennedy's brain supposedly was never found after the autopsy. If they could have got his brain and taken a look at that stuff there, they could tell trajectories and stuff like that. It got lost in the National Archives. So so um, the Bay of Pigs thing is interesting because... Um, so Bay of Pigs was an operation that was conceived under the Eisenhower administration, Absolutely. and actually Nixon Correct. was one of the uh, was the point man on it. Yep. And it, it got carried over to Kennedy. Yep. Yep. They had had the ball rolling, yep. and Dulles had convinced him that there was going to be... Um, Alan Dulles, who was the director of the CIA, had convinced him that there was going to be an uprising that yep. would basically sweep uh, Castro out of office. So Kennedy authorized it, yep. but they had said that to Kennedy knowing... Um, that there wasn't going to be, but they had they'd assumed once it uh, they had tried to yeah, assume basically once it happened that that Kennedy would yeah. authorize air support because right. that mission yeah. would have never worked in the first place yeah. without air support. Yeah. And then Kennedy was obviously deeply embittered by it. He said, "We're not going to do an invasion. I don't want to do that." Yep. Alan Dulles then went on a media campaign to trash Kennedy about the um, yep. about the the Bay of Pigs failure and said it was basically all all his idea. Yeah. No, and, it wasn't. It and, and then not an and, and that you're right. And then. Uh, Kennedy fired Alan Dulles, yeah. and that you know, of course, that brings in the Bush connection. But guess well, who was on the? But hold on, hold on. Guess who was on the Warren Commission? 
Yeah, Alan uh, Dulles, the right. guy he fired, right. the yes. guy whose career he ended, yes. was on the. And, and yeah, well, so that's when, when they say when they say not over, when you're just to add some more context to the not overthrowing Cuba or Castro or anything. That's what Kennedy didn't want to do, yeah. and that's what they were. Mad, that's what it, what they would have been mad about. Well, again, I think Johnson just wanted to put a lid a lid on it and and keep tempers down so we didn't launch a nuclear war against Russia or something. Because some people are saying Russia would do it. Could I say Correct. the last thing? Sure. The last shot. The coup de grace shot that you see at the very end, that to me came from the grassy knoll, and that's what they call a dum-dum bullet that assassins use, that it, when it hits you, it explodes. Right, right. That's why you see Kennedy go backwards. Go, that's why you see his head recoil after exactly. he gets shot forward. And, and there's an yeah. explosion. If you show down the film, I have the film years ago, and I get it on VHS yeah. tape, which is... You just find it on YouTube now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, you see it. He goes backward. Uh, you know, so uh, I think that's where the coup de grace shot came from. I think there was a lot more shooters in there. Again, leave Javi Oswald. He's part of it. He's just a patsy because he goes to a theater and he yeah. waits in a theater. Right. And on the way going there, he runs into J.D. Tippett, who he shoots and kills. Which makes no sense. Well, right. it makes sense that if J.D. Tippett was sent to eliminate him. Well, that's interesting. Who was a cop? Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and again, I've read that uh, uh, Ruby was very familiar with a lot of the Dallas police, and they used to frequent his. uh, And I believe that's true. Regardless, we we gotta we gotta take this break, but we appreciate the call. Three hours, but have a nice Thanksgiving. Are you guys going to be on tomorrow? I'll be on tomorrow. We're going to do some fire safety tips with uh, a firefighter, the New Bedford Fire Department, and then we'll we'll be just having some casual conversation. So, well, have a nice Thanksgiving. Thank you, my friend. You too. And uh, again, uh, this, you could go on for this. This isn't the fastest three hours, and when you start talking, so get it here. We're working on an incredible guest. Hopefully, we'll be able to make it happen. Okay. All right, we're going to take this break. We'll be right back. 508 996 0500 is how you can get in the program. If you want to hear everything, I'm and Chris. Chris, we're talking about the Kennedy assassination. We were talking, I think the Bay of Pigs thing is important. It was important to remember because it showed the fractured relationship between Kennedy and intelligence agencies. And Kennedy, I think, even said he wanted to um, splinter the. Uh, CIA into a thousand little fragments or something like that. So the thing that's amazing about the Kennedy assassination is once you start getting into the Kennedy assassination, you end up getting into the entire history of the 60s and 70s. Yeah. It really... And, and even even as far back as some of the, the, the fallout from World War II, mm-hmm. the Cold War, I mean, there's so many elements to it that you yeah you have to understand to understand the theories. And, and Whether you agree with them or not, and the trajectory, like like you said before, the in tra- the trajectory of the country and sort of the the grand plans, like you said, of of of, of a lot of powerful people changed um, for the better. Frankly, for a lot of people, when Kennedy was uh, was was assassinated, there was a lot that was going like a lot of people. You know, he had to pull out. He had a withdrawal plan from Vietnam. He had the um, oil. Uh, he had the. Uh, the there was the um, getting rid of the oil tax incentives. There was um, the, you know obviously Fidel Castro and the 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 Havana connections and all of that. So there's a lot to there's a lot there. So my my one of my other problems with the assassination theory that that his political opponents didn't like what he was doing was that hinges again understanding that assassinating the president is a massive move. Well, yeah, the idea that he was. As thought of as well as he is today, then is yeah. a problem, right? I mean, generally speaking, he would have just been defeated at the ballot box. They didn't have to assassinate him. I think you're. I think you're. Sorry, my friend uh, is FaceTiming me from across the planet right now. 
and I'm going to decline it. So, 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 in other words, the idea that they had to kill him to stop him is well tough to stomach. Well, the the other, and you're bringing up a good point. What, and we see your calls online. We'll get to them in a second. But what's important to remember is the the central question would be because it'd be such an incredible move that it would basically, if it was discovered, be the end of these powers to be entirely. It would right. be. Is JFK enough of a threat to power for them to to take that incredible risk? Exactly. That's Marcus. the central question. Exactly. And, he, and again, if you look at his polling numbers, yeah, the idea that it would have been Goldwater is ridiculous. Uh, Goldwater well, would not have been the candidate. It probably would have been Rockefeller. Kennedy, I think, said if it was right because Kennedy said if it's Goldwater, I don't have to leave the White House. Right. And the idea that Kennedy had he had barely gotten elected, as we as we've talked about. Yeah. And the idea that he was invincible. As he as a later, you know, again, he would have had the power of incumbency, right? But the difficulty he would have had is, I think, with the South, sure. right, because of his movements on civil rights and all of that. And again, the we we can't look at it as the Goldwater. We can't look at the Goldwater election results because Goldwater was a sacrificial lamb. Goldwater was because no one wanted the Democrat. No one wanted the Republican line after that. It didn't matter. I mean. Johnson was obviously going to be reelected. The bloody shirt. It's right. It's exactly him. Him getting sworn in next to Jackie Kennedy, right. who was caked in JFK's blood right. on uh, on the plane. And yeah. you, your opinion of Kennedy is all around the fact. Everyone's opinion of Kennedy yeah. is based around the fact that he was murdered. And and right. And and in fact, a lot of the legislative visions that Kennedy had. Uh, which is, you know, the Great Society is a is basically uh, the new frontier, which right. is what he defined as his campaign speech. The Great Society is all those robust social programs and all of that that Lyndon Johnson passed. Frankly, were helped along by the fact that Johnson was swept into office because a lot of that sympathy of the of the uh, of the Kennedy assassination. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. let's actually go to the phone. Sure. Good evening. Hey, um, so if we were to play this again today, what are the similarities that we have today? Um, and go back to the uh, the FBI because uh, um, Hoover with his quirkiness and, and whatever <laughs> quirkiness. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he was a little weird. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> it, it's it's controlling all of the executive offices. You have the presidency, you have the uh, Department of Justice. So kind of mirror that to the way that it is today, guys. So you know we have a potential of a war like the Bay of Pigs. We have a potential in uh, in. You have to convince the public that there is a threat. At the same time, uh, if you were to look at, um, uh, like Chris is saying about what happened with uh, Louisiana, with, with the mafia, with uh, uh, Marcelo. Right. So th there's a lot of similarities that, that the president has to control the executive offices and the other branches where Kennedy kind of couldn't control J. Edgar Hoover at the time, correct? Yeah. Correct, he couldn't. Because no. J. Edgar Hoover had very compromising information on him. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it's kind of bizarre how you have to have, uh, as a as United States, everything has to line up. Yeah. So if Chris Ray is on the wrong page, or like you're talking about the CIA, they're on they're giving him bad information. Uh, you have to have the eminent threat, you know, to the public, which, which was you know the the Russians with a with a uh, Cuban missiles. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, how compromised was 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 Kennedy and. It's kind of like today. It's 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 kind of almost the same thing, except you know they are smarter now and they are controlling the FBI. Yeah. They are controlling the CIA. Um, it, it's, 
you know, I would probably push Very back. I, I think the I think the intelligence state is a bit more. Uh, I think in a lot of ways has a broader scope than the president does over a lot of things, and I think. Most presidents are mostly just managing that uh, as they change office. Um, I, you know, you don't see a lot of uproar. I think Trump actually is one of the few presidents since Kennedy who is actually uh, the only president since Kennedy who's actually combated with the intelligence agency. Absolutely true. Absolutely and, true. And look what happened. Right. And, and you know, what I, the thing is, is uh, you know, one of those the document leak he had, I think, had uh, that guy Helms, who was the director of the CIA at the time, had said had asked um if leave Harvey Oswald is, is he one of ours? Like they didn't know because right. at the time and still to this day, they obviously do have contacts and, you know, splinter cells and in, sure. in the, um, that are, well, what, that are involved with uh, enemy, what, enemy, what, uh, yeah. combatants. What, what McCarthy was saying is it could have been beaten at the ballot box. So right. in, yeah. in essence, you have to have, you have to have either create the fear, whether it's COVID or create the fear, uh, of a, uh, of a war somewhere, maybe, you know, with Russia, you have to have the popular vote to, to, to influence that. So it's yeah. one of two things. You either have to have it or you change the ballot box or you kill the guy in charge. Basically <laughs> yeah. what happened, right? The the um the problem is that the again as I say, I don't think they had to kill Kennedy. If you if you if you go with the theory that it was Americans, okay? Yeah. Which I'm not saying that, but just if you do, um the CIA people like that they had other ways to get rid of them, right? That don't require killing him, which is a huge risk, right? That's the thing: is was it enough of a threat to say if he got elected, right. he's going to he's going to take down our entire project? It is still suspicious. I mean, the Warren Commission was obviously pretty. I think a lot of people aren't aren't really reliant on that information no. as a as a guidebook to what happened. But I think the Warren Commission was, as the earlier caller said, designed to just tamp down. Problems with Russia and the, the who who sat in the chair of the Warren Commission was Chief Justice Earl Warren, and he famously begged Lyndon Johnson to not right, make not him do it. it. Yep. Again, because they couldn't control the FBI, but now the FBI is controlled, so it's a little bit different. It's more civilized, but it's the same same thing. What we got right now. Well, we've also the the surveillance state, the the technology that has moved so far in advance. Um, there's nothing like it. There was nothing like that in the 1960s. The, right. uh, and the um, the ability to keep track of people and, and, and things like that. So, um, But again, I still don't go along with the fact that it was the intelligence community of the United States because I don't think it was necessary for them to do that to right. Kennedy. And again, I, I do think assassinating the president, obviously, is an incredible move. Barry, thanks for the call. We thanks, appreciate Barry. it. Thanks, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. So, yeah, we've got about a minute left or about 30 seconds or so left. Um, I'll probably continue this conversation tomorrow, but at 7 o'clock, we're going to have Anthony Puente. He's in the fire department. We had a great fire safety segment. So um, important. Yeah, so important. it's really important, especially with what happened uh, a couple of years ago, um, you know, with the turkey fire and all of that. So he's going to give some important fire safety tips. I know a lot of people love that the last time, so we're going to do it again, not just for Thanksgiving, but just for the holidays in general. So he's going to be here at 7. And then we'll take your calls for the rest of the show. And we've got some big things planned for you next week. We're not going to be in Thursday or Friday this week. Right. Next week, we'll be in Monday through Wednesday. We'll be off Thursday. And then Friday, we'll, uh, Jack Spillane's going to fill in for us while we go to a, Chris and I go to a social engagement. So have uh, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Have a everybody. wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. And we'll see you Monday as well. <laughs>